local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5 here on WSIC News Talk for this Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, Valentine's Day Eve. So I guess your Valentine's Day clause is going to come down the chimney tonight and it, give it's you a called, present. It's called Galentine's Day. Yeah, I've heard of that. What, yes. I don't know what that is. Do you need a little education on I that? I need a lot of education. Ha, have you ever watched the show Parks and Rec? No, never did. Oh, it, it originated on that. Okay. Can you give me the... It's uh, it's the day before Valentine's Day where uh, single ladies who don't have a Valentine get together and celebrate. Uh, uh, when you say single ladies, all I can think of Beyonce, is Beyonce, and yeah. Justin Timberlake dancing around on <laughs> SNL and high heels. Funny skit. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're here on the news drive at five. Uh, Producer Joe, thank you so much for the first news headline of the night. As I said, Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, Galentine's Day, as evidently it is, 5.07 p.m. on the Eastern Seaboard. You just heard Know the Scene with Justin Dion, the director of the Kane Center for the Arts on East Catawba Avenue in Cornelius, one of the finest theaters you're going to find around anywhere. They took the the, the uh, class in style of Uptown Charlotte and brought it to Lake Norman. Kane Center for the Arts, Know the Scene, every Tuesday, hosted by Justin Dion, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, here on WSIC News Talk. And I believe we are holding, we're going to put her online right now, Yolanda with iCats with our traffic update. Hello, Yolanda. <laughs> Hi, Patrick. How are you on this terrific Tuesday? We are here. We're here. We're doing well. Are you celebrating Valentine's Day today? No, no. Patrick. I am happily married. All I right. I have a Valentine, actually. <laughs> well, you have a Valentine. Hopefully, he's one of those guys that every day is Valentine's Day for you. Every day is Valentine's Day. Every day is Love Day in our house. That's yes. fit. Perfect. Love to hear it. That is good news. Do you have further good news as far as our roadways and traffic are concerned? Oh, man, we have a little bit of congestion almost everywhere. Yeah. So, um, southbound, yeah, southbound on 77, you know, we have our normal stop and go over the bridges over there. Mm-hmm. And then we have some congestion by over there by um, exit 25 up to... Up to uh, Concord, okay. Concord and um, Huntersville. I keep getting the, the streets mixed up. I'm sorry. That's okay. We know what it's you a, mean, and I'll clarify for the audience. I got you. Oh, okay. And then, so northbound, we have our regular congestion over there by Brookshire Parkway. Mm-hmm. Um, that exit and um, further up towards... Uh, Oh, goodness gracious, I'm sorry. I've got a brain freeze right now. Can we guess? This might be a good fun game. Oh, my goodness. I can't. Wait, wait. Oh, God, it just escaped. I'm so sorry, guys. Please forgive me. I just had a brain freeze. Northbound 77. Look- we got you. It's Northbound congested. 77, just, just past Brookshire. Just past Brookshire. Okay. I can't even remember the darn road. I can't even remember it right now. I'm sorry. Wait, we forgive you 100% north of Brookshire Parkway. It is congested. We're, our audience will be grateful for the information. Anything else for us, or is that it? Pretty much general congestion. And, 
also um, on South College Street, it's blocked off at trade. I okay. don't know what the reason is. Okay. It was blocked off yesterday as well. So mm. you're going to have to find a detour okay. around that. Well, that's good info for our audience. We appreciate the information, Yolanda. And I want to give a special shout out to someone who's listening from my hometown in Philadelphia via the radio app. Uh-huh. My sister, Alita, she is listening to me. I wanted to just give her a special shout out. Thank you for listening, sis. I love you. Well, we appreciate her listening, too. And we appreciate you, Yolanda, giving us a traffic update each day. Thank you so much, and safe travels to you. Thank you, Patrick. Have a good night. Good night. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Yolanda. All righty. Thank you. That's Yolanda with iCats giving us our traffic update. She says we've got congestion in a lot of the usual spots. Southbound 77 over the bridges. We encourage everybody, don't break for the lake. It is gorgeous this time of the afternoon. We know it. We understand it. We agree with you. But do your best to keep the traffic moving. Eyes and ears up. Uh, near exit 25, which is Highway 73, heading towards Concord. We've got some congestion there. Northbound 77, north of the Brookshire, or, yeah, Brookshire Parkway, which the road Yolanda could not remember. But that's okay. We love her anyway. And just north of Brookshire on northbound 77. Please be aware of congestion. Travel carefully. There's a blockage at South College Street and Trade Street. Unknown of the reason why. But if you're in that area, please be careful. You need an alternate route. And hello to Yolanda's sister, Elisa, who is up in Pennsylvania listening on the radio app. We appreciate all our listeners in Pennsylvania. And around, as uh, Joe, can I bring you back in here for a minute, how you... Talked about WSIC. The W stood for worldwide. Absolutely. I agree with you. And the you. I stands for international. It, it, true story now. <laughs> I can testify to this. I have a listener who follows, we follow each other on X, formerly Twitter, uh, from Brazil. Wonderful. And he is a connection from the auto racing podcast days. And he was a big fan, big follower, and he shares the WSIC News Talk feed now, that when I share it on X, he continues to share it on his feed. So literally, we are being exposed to our audience in Brazil through my good friend Leo, who I've never met in person, but we've communicated for years online. I wonder what the people of Brazil think about the news here in the uh, Iredell area. They're probably wondering, that lake must be beautiful because we've got traffic <laughs> congestion there every single day. That's got to be it. But we're gr- so grateful to our listeners right here in Lake Norman, North Charlotte, west coast of the lake, Iredell County, Uptown Charlotte, Pennsylvania, and Brazil. Thank you to all of you here for WSIC News. The News Drive at 5 rolls on. We got the top five at five for you. A teen is placed in secure custody after threatening to shoot up a church. Three Statesville suspects face felony charges. A school bus crashed this morning in Mooresville. Cornelius reviews approved development projects. And the Ignite Community Center in Davidson helps young adults with autism and Asperger's disease. Our ticket giveaway will continue to roll on as well. The Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, if you are watching on the social media video feeds, Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, I'm holding up four-pack of winning tickets right there for you. February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be appearing at the show Friday, 
February 23rd and Saturday, February the 24th. So we will offer the phone lines, winning tickets coming on board after our final break, about 545 p.m. Eastern time tonight on this February 13th. We'll open up the phone lines and give you a chance to win those tickets, that winning four-pack you just saw on our video feeds here in the studio of our social media. 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. Those lines get you right in here to talk about any of the news headlines tonight, whatever's on your mind. If you have a traffic update as well, Yolanda of ICAD's very fortunate to have her on board with us giving us the update. If you see anything out there, please feel free to dial in, talk about the news stories, and win these tickets about 30 minutes from now. News Drive at 5 rolls on. I am Patrick Reynolds, and we'll talk to you at the news right after this. Keep it here. We'll be back with more of the News Drive at 5 with Patrick straight ahead on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Call 844-STUDIO-4 now to join in the conversation on the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 here on this Tuesday, February 13th, 2022, 5.18 p.m. Eastern Time. Patrick Reynolds along for the ride. Our ticket giveaway is about 30 minutes out for the Charlotte Home in Remodeling Show, February 23, 4, 5 at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be appearing on Friday, February 23rd and Saturday, February 21st. 24th, excuse me, call in to win in about 30 minutes, 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. Our top story tonight in Iredell County, a teenager faces several charges, including armed robbery and threatening mass violence at a place of worship following an investigation by the Iredell County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff Darren Campbell said a 16-year-old male whose name and address were withheld because he is a juvenile was placed in secure custody. On Friday, February the 2nd, Iredell County Sheriff's Office deputies were dispatched to Bethlehem Methodist Church, located on Bethlehem Road in western Iredell County, after receiving a report of an attempted robbery. When deputies arrived at the church, they located a victim who said an individual had approached him and said, quote, give me everything in your pockets, quote, while pointing a gun at him. The victim refused to give the gunman anything and told the suspect to leave the area. When the gunman realized he wasn't getting anything from the victim, he stated, quote, I will come back and shoot up the whole church, end quote, before fleeing on foot. Additional deputies started searching the area for the suspect. After talking with several people, deputies identified the suspect as a juvenile who lives in the area. Deputies and detectives went to the home of the juvenile and determined that he matched the description given by the victim. When deputies tried to detain the juvenile, he became very combative, tried to run from deputies, and then spit in the face of one of the detectives. The juvenile was charged with felony robbery with a dangerous weapon, felony communicating threats of mass violence, and malicious conduct by a prisoner. He was transported to the Alexander County Juvenile Detention Center. Statesville Police Department officers arrested three men and seized marijuana, 
prescription narcotics, cash, and two handguns during a traffic stop over the weekend. Members of the criminal response team conducted a traffic stop on a 2023 GMC Acadia. The officers detected an overwhelming odor of marijuana coming from the vehicle. It was an SUV. Then they conducted a search. They discovered the vehicle was rented. During the search, officers located and seized over 846 grams of marijuana, six oxycodone pills, $2,700 in cash, and two handguns. The driver, identified as Jalen Elliott, age 20 of Winston-Salem, along with passengers Courtney Pfeffer Jr., age 22, also of Winston-Salem, and Cassine Sadler, age 24, of Harmony, were arrested. Elliot was charged with possession with intent to sell and deliver marijuana, felony possession of marijuana, felony maintaining a vehicle, and conspiracy to sell deliver marijuana. He was issued a $3,000 secured bond by a magistrate. Sadler was charged with conspiracy to sell deliver marijuana and was issued a $1,500 secured bond. Pfeiffer was charged with conspiracy to sell deliver marijuana due to existing bond obligations stemming from unrelated charges. He was jailed without bond. In Mooresville, Aradale County Sheriff deputies confirmed a school bus wreck this morning. An official said the Perth Road wreck took place before 8 a.m. with no reported injuries. The school bus serves Lakeshore Middle School. Troutman police say the wreck did not take place in city limits. North Carolina State Highway Patrol said there were 27 children on the bus and the bus driver was not charged. The bus was not at fault in the wreck. Shepherds Fire and Rescue said a car and SUV were also involved in the incident. Highway Patrol say there is no current investigation. In Charlotte, a 21-year-old woman was shot in the head over the weekend and a search is underway for a suspect, Charlotte Mecklenburg Police confirmed. Officers responded to calls regarding a shooting at about 11.30 p.m. Sunday in North Charlotte. The suspect was unknown to the victim, according to the police report. A handgun was used in the shooting. There is no mention of a suspect at this time, and this remains an active investigation. On Lake Norman, a boat collided with a smaller boat over the weekend on the lake, according to North Carolina Wildlife. The driver of the bass boat said their view was blocked, which caused them to hit the back of a John boat, which is a smaller vessel. Derek DeBoard of Tobo U.S. said it's really amazing that nobody passed away during it. DeBoard said at times the bow of a boat can block a driver's vision. He said, quote, a lot of boats don't ride level and their bows are high and sometimes people have to stand up to see over the front of them. It's something boaters just need to be aware of. He also said it's hard to prepare yourself for every scenario on the water Taking things slow and being aware can prevent a dangerous encounter. The operator of the bass boat was charged with reckless and or negligent operation. North Carolina Wildlife said no drugs or alcohol were involved. In Oak Grove, a North Carolina couple were charged after they allegedly left their children in a vehicle while going to a casino in Oak Grove Monday night. Oak Grove Police said 51-year-old Simon Lopez and 33-year-old Maria Lopez of Statesville left four children in a van with no heat for over two hours. The temperature outside was 39 degrees, and it was raining at the time law enforcement arrived. 
Police said the keys were in the ignition, the emergency flashes were on, but the vehicle was not running, and the children had blankets they were using. They were both arrested and charged with four counts of first-degree wanton endangerment. In Mooresville, an Aradale County license plate agency will close tomorrow after its operator announced her retirement. State officials said the DMV office on North Main Street in Mooresville will shut down at 5 p.m. on February 14th, which is tomorrow, Wednesday. The operator has run the location since 2015. The office will be reopened under a new operator at a later date, but for now, customers can visit offices in Statesville, Salisbury, and Huntersville. Officials said many services can be completed online, including property tax payments and registration renewals. The Union Grove Ruritan Club will host a winter ham breakfast and candidate forum on Saturday, February 17th at the Union Grove Community Center. The event, which begins at 7 a.m. and runs until 10 a.m., will feature country ham, sausage, liver mush, eggs, biscuits, and stewed apples, plus coffee and various bottled drinks. The cost of the meal is a reasonable donation. The Union Grove Community Center is located on West Memorial Highway in Union Grove. The Ruritan Club is a nonprofit organization and a chapter of the Ruritan National, which seeks to promote fellowship, goodwill, and community service. The Ruritan Club projects have provided scholarship to area high school students, promoted civic pride, and offered community service to the Union Grove community, and has sponsored a number of civic events, including the 2022 Union Grove Spring Fling, a 4th of July breakfast, and a recent tribute to veterans. In Statesville, well, it's tough to make a lasting impression on voters in three minutes, but that's what a group of local candidates attempted to do during the Statesville branch NAACP meeting on Sunday afternoon at the Unity Center. With the countdown to kick off the Super Bowl approaching, each candidate was allotted three minutes to introduce themselves and discuss their reasons for seeking election and any important issues. Those folks that showed up and attended the event were candidates for the district attorney primary, David Addison and Sarah Kirkman. Iredell County Commissioners Gene Haup, William Compton, Angela Matthews, and Beverly Maurice. Candidate for the Iredell Statesville School Board of Education, Kevin Angel. North Carolina House for the 84th District, John Galena and Chris Gilbert. And for U.S. Congress, Brooke McGowan. We've got some highlights of what each individual said that were there. like to wrap that up and complete that a little bit later in the news drive at 5, so stay tuned. We've got more coming up from them. You'll hear from the political candidates. In Cornelius, the Cornelius Planning Board unanimously recommended approval for a rezoning, which would permit the construction and operation of Royal Bliss Brewery on three acres on West Catawba Avenue. The facility, which will be a combination restaurant and beer garden, would be completed by late 2025 if it is approved by the town board at a final public hearing, likely in the next six weeks. Royal Bliss already has a successful brewery in Denver. Said Larry Griffin, the owner of Royal Bliss Brewing, quote, Rest assured, we are not building a rock concert venue. 
our performers will be using our own sound speakers, not a multi-wattage system, end quote. The planning board's approval came with a number of conditions. Outdoor amplified live music and entertainment would be prohibited before 11 a.m. and after 11 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays, and after 10 p.m. Sundays through Thursdays. Outdoor parking lot light poles will be limited to a height of 22 feet, and all parking lot lights must be shielded. The maximum parking rate cannot exceed 12 spaces per 1,000 square feet of building area, and rooftop equipment must be appropriately screened from view. The News Drive at 5 rolls on on this Tuesday, February 13th. We've got more news stories and more headlines coming at you, plus the ticket giveaway for the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show in about 15 minutes. Patrick Reynolds and producer Joe taking you back home. We'll see you shortly after the break. More of the News Drive at 5 after we pay the bills on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Now, back to more of the News Drive at 5 with your host, Patrick Reynolds, on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. Patrick Reynolds at the Anchor Controls here for this Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. 5.35 p.m. on the East Coast. We are about 10 to 15 minutes away for our giveaway. Nightly giveaway for a four-pack of winning tickets for the Charlotte Home in Remodeling Show. Got four tickets right there if you're watching on the social media platforms. February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series, Southern Charm, will be appearing at the show Friday, February 23rd, and Saturday, February 24th. Call in to win in about 10 minutes. 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. Back to your News Drive at 5 headlines. More for Cornelius Development. You can look for the intersection of Nance Road and West Catawba to change dramatically, as well as other development sites around town. At Nance and West Catawba, there will be a new convenience store and daycare center. Convenience Development Partners will extend Nance Road to the south and east behind the boat storage business, meeting up with another extension that is expected to be built by the developer of Magnolia Villas. Magnolia Villas is a proposed 60-unit residential project on vacant land behind Dunkin' Donuts and the existing 7-Eleven convenience store that would connect with Magnolia Estates Drive. The original zoning had BV Belk Properties listed as the applicant, but in December 2020, a new applicant and site plan was filled with the town of by Mooresville-based Nest Communities. Now, will the extension to Magnolia Estates, not far from the Fifth Third Branch, occur in a timely fashion? That remains to be seen. Evan Walton of Convenience Development Partners says he will do his part. He said, quote, we are dedicating our land and paying for the entire road on our property. It will be a full cross-section with sidewalk and multi-purpose path. Magnolia Villas will pick up the road at the property line and build the rest of it to Magnolia Estates Drive, end quote. 
The zoning for the Magnolia Villas project, which consists of over 60 residential units, was originally approved back in 2005, but no site work has ever been done. Town Planning Director Rox Burhans says the Nest community's construction plans are under review by the town. Burhans said, quote, This project requires having construction plans approved to move forward with development. We are unaware of the developer's planned start date since they are still in the permitting process. Quote, Ideally, the two sections of the road would have been built at the same time. The convenience store daycare project encompasses nine acres that were previously undeveloped, except for two vacant homes, which were recently demolished. The project will include two commercial retail buildings, totaling 9,400 square feet, fronting West Catawba Avenue. Original plans also called for a 45,000-square-foot office building, but Walton said the demand for such space has fallen dramatically since COVID. The situation with this project, whereby a zoning change has been approved but no work has started, is not unusual. In fact, there are numerous such projects in Cornelius, an indication there is a building boom ahead. I won't read them all, but we, I've got a list here of 28 approved building projects for Cornelius. The earliest approval date on any of these goes back to 2004. Greystone Square, which is an office building at the corner of Catawba and Highway 21, uh, never built as the town purchased property for the Catawba US 21 project. Several others that have, well, yeah, 27 others that have been approved all the way up through 2020 and 2021. Uh, check out the Cornelius Town website and look for some more information there. But lots of building projects approved yet not started yet in the town of Cornelius. During the Stony Point Volunteer Fire Department's annual banquet, the red carpet was rolled out to recognize all the hard work and dedication of firefighters, medical responders, auxiliary, the board of directors, and honored guest. The Volunteer Fire Department bays were transformed to a movie theater to help guests feel like stars. A slideshow represented activities from the past year, along with members' photos. That was shown during the event, the department's newest addition. Engine 2 was on display. Boxcar Grill in Claremont catered the meal. The Volunteer Fire Department Board of Directors received special recognition, along with retired members. Bookkeeper Donna Cockrell was also thanked for her time and dedication. Additional thanks was given to all of those who've shown love, support, and dedication to the fire department in the community during events over the past year. In Davidson, Ignite is a unique peer-to-peer -peer community center for young adults with autism or Asperger's syndrome who are transitioning into adulthood. Ignite offers activities and educational groups that foster independence and social interaction. Members work towards financial, educational, and employment success. Ignite is a place where members come together to share ideas, learn practical skills, build friendships, and feel comfortable being themselves. Young adults with high-functioning autism or Asperger's syndrome, who are at least 18 years old, have recently graduated from high school with their diploma and are looking for ways to become involved in the community and increase their independence, are invited to apply for free membership to the Davidson program. Candidates must be their own guardian. Those with limited guardianship will be considered 
on an individual basis. Likely candidates will have a desire to participate in the ability to work in a group and beginning independence skills. In the summer, Ignite extends a temporary summer membership to rising high school seniors for the Jumpstart summer program. And the big Americana car show hosted by Ray Abraham every Thanksgiving weekend in Davidson provides funding for Ignite. That's a fundraiser for that Ignite Community Center. That's great news to hear. Back to the NAACP meeting in Statesville this past Sunday, looking over the candidates that showed up and what they had to say. Idaho Statesville School Board, Kevin Engel vowed to be a champion for all students. His professional background, including his work as a youth pastor and executive director of Children's Homes of Iredell, has given him insight into the many challenges that face students today. Following a year in which the ISS board has devoted countless hours to the personal and political crusades of a few board members and their associates in the Moms of Liberty, Engel said he would work with the other board members to be a steward of the lives of children. His opponent in the March 5th GOP primary, Lakeith Babish, is a leader of the local Moms for Liberty group. In the district attorney's office, incumbent Sarah Kirkman touted her experience as the county's top prosecutor since 2009, her staff's work during the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as her role in the new Veterans Treatment Court. Kirkman stressed that local magistrates, not her staff, set bonds for individuals. David Addison, her challenger in the March 5th GOP primary, says his previous experience as Statesville Police Chief would be an asset to the community if he is elected. While emphasizing he respects the DA's office, he said too many criminal cases are disposed of. He claimed upwards of 80% in all of those without a criminal conviction. Addison vowed to improve transparency in the DA's office and said he would personally attend community meetings with representatives of law enforcement agencies to ensure the public remains informed. He also said he supports a court diversion program for 16 to 18-year-olds charged with their first misdemeanor. We're going to have more coming up from this NAACP meeting and what the candidates said, those ones that were on hand. And we're also going to jump back to Cornelius and more of the development projects and construction that is going on there. Patrick Reynolds with you. This is the News Drive at 5 on WSIC News Talk Radio. 544, we'll see you after the break. Ticket giveaway coming up. We'll be back with more of the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds in just a moment on 105.9-100.7 WSIC. Call 844-STUDIO-4 now to join in the conversation on the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds on 105.9-100.7 WSIC. News Drive at 5 continues on. Patrick Reynolds taking you home on this Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, 5.48 p.m. Uh, East Coast time. It is time for our daily ticket giveaway. For the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, I've got a winning four-pack of tickets right there. All you have to do for those, simply call in 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. 
you can win these right now, and you're going to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. No catch to it. Call in to win February 23rd, 4th, and 5th at the Park Expo and Conference Center. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be on hand for the show Friday, February 23rd, and Saturday, February 24th, 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. Back to the news headlines tonight and continuing on with their story of the Statesville NAACP meeting uh, for the candidates that happened this past weekend. For U.S. House, congressional candidate Brooke McGowan told the audience that she believes the COVID-19 pandemic was the result of a global conspiracy orchestrated by the World Health Organization and the Communist Party of China, among others. Her father, McGowan said, was one of the 1.2 million people who were, quote, murdered by the medical protocols, end quote, put in place by federal, state, and local governments who conspired to withhold potentially life-saving medication such as ivermectin from COVID patients. If elected, McGowan said she would push for investigations and indictment of the monsters involved in the COVID-19 conspiracy. John Galena, who is challenging Jeff McNeely in the GOP primary for the North Carolina 84th House District seat, said he would be visible and available if he is elected, and he vowed to listen to all residents of the district. Galena said, quote, we need a representative that represents all of Iredell County. When you are elected, you represent everybody, not just one set of people, end quote. Sharing that his mother once worked at the Food Lion on Shelton Avenue, Galena said he would strive to help economically distressed areas of Statesville. Galena said, quote, I absolutely agree that a grocery store and public transportation are needed, end quote. Chris Gilbert, a Democrat who will face the winner of the Galena-McNeely primary in the November general election, outlined a progressive agenda which includes legalization of cannabis, expungement of nonviolent convictions related to marijuana charges, and pay increases for teachers. He also vowed to work to reduce gun violence and said he would support a a moratorium on state-funded vouchers for private schools. Gene Haupt said the the board has worked to support economic development and workplace readiness. Local municipalities, he added, are responsible for the massive growth in residential development occurring throughout the county, which has put a strain on schools. Commissioners lowered the personal property tax rate by nearly four cents following the significant increase in property values as a result of the recent countywide reevaluation required by state law. Given the need for new schools, a new courthouse, new health department, and new headquarters for the sheriff's office, commissioners could have been justified in not reducing the tax rate. Constituent service, he said, is an important part of the job. He said, quote, I represent 200,000 people. If you call and ask for help, I don't ask if you're a Democrat or a Republican, end quote. Challenger Angela Matthews said her experience working as a CPA for 26 years and her involvement in community organizations like Yoke Fellow Ministries and Pregnancy Resource Center align her well with the job. She said, quote, we need to explain what it is we're doing with your tax dollars. It's your money 
and it's your community, end quote. Another challenger, William Compton, told the audience that his experience working in Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools in a low-resourced school would be an asset to the board. As a colon cancer survivor, he is also raising awareness about the cancer cluster in southern Iredell County. He said, quote, it's really unbelievable. A lot of people don't talk about it. Halp, Matthews, and Compton are three of the seven Republicans running in the March 5th primary for three open seats. Beverly Maurice, a Democrat who will be on the November 5th ballot, touted her work as a developmental therapist, her education in bioethics, and her work with Iredell clergy in healing and justice as experience that would serve the county well if she was elected to the board. Back to Cornelius Development, the planning board unanimously recommended approval for a rezoning, which would permit the construction and operation of Royal Bliss Brewery on three acres on West Catawba Avenue. The facility, which will be a combination restaurant and beer garden, could be completed by late 2025 if it is approved by the town board at a final public hearing, likely in the next six weeks. Royal Bliss already has a brewing in Denver. The planning board's approval came with a number of conditions. Several of those outdoor amplified live music and entertainment will be prohibited before 11 a.m. and after 11 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays and after 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday. Outdoor parking light poles will be limited to a height of 22 feet and all parking lot lights must be shielded. The maximum parking rate cannot exceed 12 spaces per 1,000 square feet of building area. Rooftop equipment must be appropriately screened from view. One unique feature of the site is a Duke Energy line, which crosses the site overhead, as well as a substation nearby. In conjunction with this, the town insisted on an access agreement with Duke should they ever need to reach their property from Harborview Drive which is proposed restaurant and beer garden, will be located. The agreement states that the associated 10-foot buffer on the western property line must remain undisturbed where possible per the conditions recommended by the planners. Any disturbance of this buffer in the future must be supplemented with new plantings as illustrated on the rezoning plan. The buffer is located within a 60-foot Duke Energy access easement. If Duke Energy exercises their right to use this access easement in the future and disturbs the required buffer, the property owner will be responsible for installing a combination of an opaque screening fence with a minimum height of 6 feet and evergreen trees and shrubs inside and outside the easement area where permitted. Both Griffin and town officials told the planning board that Duke has verbally stated they have no plans to use that access point. We are having a pretty good busy week here on the News Drive at 5, and we've got a lot coming up. We talked about this NAACP meeting that happened over the weekend, and Gene Haup, one of the folks that was there on hand, will be our in-studio guest tomorrow, Valentine's Day, Wednesday, February 14th, here on WSIC News Talk, coming out of our Statesville studio, Gene is an incumbent. 
on the Aradel County Board of Commissioners running as a Republican. Seven Republicans running in this primary for three seats to go to the November election. We have heard from several of them already, and Gene Haup will be in studio here at WSIC tomorrow, Wednesday, February 14th at 5 p.m. here on the News Drive at 5. Looking forward to talking to Gene. Also coming up on tomorrow's show on February 14th, it is qualifying night for the Daytona 500. This will set the front row and the lineup for Thursday's dual races. I'll have my front row prediction as sports director Joe Berg has been bugging me and tugging at my tugging at my pant leg all day for a front row prediction and a poll prediction for the 500. Joe, you got to wait 24 more hours because I will have it for you tomorrow night. You got to give the people what they want. I am, but I'm also going to tease them and make drama along well, for yeah. there. It is radio. It is radio. Yeah, we need. We're always plugging what's coming up because we don't want people to change that dial. Speaking of which, we don't want anybody to change that dial because the scoreboard with you is coming up in mere moments from now at the top of the hour. What is happening in the world of sports? Have we bypassed Super Bowl Monday and can move on to other things? Kind of. Kind of. There is one more story coming out of the Super Bowl, and this having to do with the ratings for Ah, the game. Okay. Uh, Most watched TV event ever. You think so? Yep. Or that's what it looks like? That's what it looks like, at really? least since the 1969 launch of Apollo 11. Get out. Really? Yes. Yeah. 123, 124 million people watching mm. across all platforms. That is much more impressive than numbers of 10 to 20 years ago because people consume TV, movies, media, we'll call it. So much differently now that they miss yeah. out on literal TV ratings. So if they're they're putting up, the NFL put up that kind of number. Well, they're including streaming in that now. Oh, they are? They, okay. They're starting to update the way they do their calculations. Yeah, for a long time they couldn't get that in there, yeah. so that's included in That there. is included okay. in there. I didn't get exactly what they changed, but it was right. noted in the article that this is updated to include mm. all streaming platforms, all channels okay. that were streaming the game i know talking uh, about just television ratings in general even even five years ago six years ago the streaming numbers they didn't have the technology to to find the streaming numbers to track them so the ratings like the television ratings for everything across the board were down yeah. however the amount of eyes on things was probably up just because of the streaming aspect they didn't know how to track that now that's interesting that they can do that now that is it not only that i mean streaming five years ago you'd see the same two commercials over and over again because nobody thought that it mattered yeah but here we are well let's talk about the obvious one in the few seconds back here you think those extra numbers were from swifties oh obviously (laughs) popular lady popular lady puts an empire yeah drew a lot of eyes to that sport no denying that lots of opinions on it but facts are there a lot of people watch that game in the nfl Joe, thank you so much for the work tonight. News Drive at 5. We'll be back tomorrow with Gene Howe. Patrick Reynolds saying goodnight. See you tomorrow. Serving you better than ever before. 105.9, 100.7. WSIC, Statesville, Morrisville, North Charlotte.